0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. So it is game week, just a couple of days now until the Jayhawks kick off the 2022 season your kansas jayhawks hosting tennessee tech in lawrence kansas at david booth memorial stadium let's go let's do this i'm so excited this is the first time i've been excited about kansas football in a long time and no it's not just because i know they're going to dominate tennessee tech because we all know it's coming we know that ku is going to have a great week one But there's just been so much momentum building all offseason. Now, I want to say this before we get rolling in today's episode too deep. Tennessee Tech is starting their 100th football season in their school history. So I I do want to give Tennessee Tech a shout out starting their 100th football season. I'm sure they have some cool stuff planned at their first home game. And as their season rolls along, I'm I'm sure they're going to bring back some of their uh, They're great football players of uh, years past, but uh, it's not Tennessee Tech time this week. No, it is Kansas Jayhawks time. And we are going to be having fun with this one today because Kansas football has not been a positive talking point, I guess you could say, throughout the past decade plus in uh, the Kansas athletics program. And I, I just... I think that we need to talk about the excitement of Kansas football because even if they just win three games, I know we've talked about this before, but even if they just win three games, that would be hitting the over on their projected win total for the entire season. It would be more wins than than they've had in a long time in a season, but there's optimism that they could win even more than that. But it all starts with week one. Kansas and Tennessee Tech, the momentum that's building all offseason leads up to this. We've got 17 returning starters for the Kansas Jayhawks in their football team. Lance Leipold strung some of these guys together, said, hey, we're building something here. Do you guys want to stay or do you want to go? A lot of them chose to stay. Not only that, but the Jayhawks had a Big 12 league leading, 19 transfers added in the offseason, which that's outstanding. Leipold really went into the transfer portal, got 19 guys to commit to Kansas, have the 17 returning starters on top of that. The depth this year is going to be incredible. That's something that the Kansas Jayhawks football program has not had in a long time, and they're going to have depth at every position group, really, they, they've got it up and down the board. It's going to be fun to watch. Not only that, we talked about this guy last week, Kobe Baines. He is an offensive line transfer from Louisville. He put in a waiver request to see if he could play with the Kansas Jayhawks this year. If not, he was going to have to sit out this season and then join the team next year. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Kobe Baines was granted immediate eligibility by the NCAA. So he'll be able to play in week one. Now, they already have their starting five offensive linemen set ready to roll. They have uh, four of their five starting offensive linemen from last season returning. So it's it's not a game changer necessarily to have Kobe Baines eligible to play in week one. He wasn't going to be a starter in week one, but... It just goes to show the depth that Leipold is building. And that's just another thing with the offensive line. They built it so that they could have a good running game. But what's impressive is they, they have four of the five returning starters. They have their five guys that they want to start on the offensive line. But they brought in not only Kobe Baines, who is the most recent transfer. They brought in two other transfers along the offensive line as well. And these are guys who can play across the line at pretty much any position on the line. If you want to play right tackle, there you go. If you want to play left guard, there you go. You got him right there. So these are guys that have flexibility along the offensive line, and that is what Leipold wanted to see this year. Not only that, but this offensive line got stronger. Last year, they were the youngest offensive line. This year, they're one of the older offensive lines, they've flipped it like that. And what you have now is stronger players. And they, they picked up with that weight training as well. They gained weight. They were one of the lightest offensive lines last year. Now they've gained the weight. They're getting bigger. They're going to play. They're going to be able to play with the big 12, but it all starts. Like I said, week one, Tennessee tech. That's where we're going with it right now. So, What we're talking about now is going from moral victories to winning actual football games. And we know from Lance Leipold's quote, we can't play for moral victories. Yes, he did say that. You also have players coming out, hyping each other up, talking about what they've seen in practice with their counterparts. The offensive guys saying how good the pass rush looks right now saying that the secondary looks improved, saying the linebackers look really deep. You've got the defensive guys saying how much improved the offensive line is, talking about how deep their running back group is, talking about some of these young, unproven wide receivers and how good they've been looking at practice. So it's really exciting to see what they've been building in this offseason, talking about how they don't want to go from just having moral victories. They want to get to the place where they're going to have Actual victories getting in the win column. But what, what 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 Leipold wants to do now is build on that. He doesn't want to have you go into a game, yeah, you beat Tennessee Tech and then you go to West Virginia and you you drop a game by maybe three or four points. You're not gonna say you're happy about that now. Even if it's a road game. You're you're wanting to get the victory or you're gonna want to get the wins. You don't want to have the moral victories. And that's what Leipold's talking about. So it comes with an excitement, but also there's a little bit of a pause. Now, I didn't want to go into a deep dive on this one this week, but it had to be said because last week, right after I recorded the podcast, it was about, it might've been even the night after I recorded the podcast. Two Jayhawks players arrested for showing a firearm at a stoplight now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dive deep into this but what happens for ku right there is it's a it's a minor glitch it's a minor blip in the system but it gives a receiving group so trevor trevor let me say this trevor wilson was one of the guys that was uh, was indefinitely suspended from the team while the legal situation gets resolved. But he was one of the top returning wide receivers. They lost their best one to the NFL. They had someone leave for the transfer portal. And Wilson was supposed to be the guy that could step up this year with Jalon Daniels a guy that he could trust, a guy that he could go to. He only had about 350 yards receiving last year and one touchdown, but we thought that he could take a step. Now we have this uh, suspension hanging over his head. So it's not something that you wanted to see going into the season. They do have some decent transfers that have come in that they can lean on in the receiving game. But it's just one thing that you did not want to see going into week one of the season so that is the minor glitch in the system like i said i'm not going into a deep dive on that but there is a little bit of a note there i wanted to make that known before i get back on the positive train because it is week one and the jayhawks are going to be victorious gonna talk more about that in just a minute right here after this word
1: from our great new sponsor hey guys it's pete mundo owner of heartlandcollegesports.com so hey kansas DraftKings Sportsbook coming to the Sunflower State. How about this? It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own couch. To celebrate, all new customers are receiving $100 in free bets when you sign up using the code HCS for Heartland College Sports. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. Yes, you heard that right. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon, you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and a heck of a lot more with DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code HCS to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas, plus one customer gets a $100,000 free bet. The code HCS only at DraftKings. Gambling problem? Gambling help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 plus, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at dkng.co slash ks.
0: So despite that little blip in the system, we know is going to have the players ready to roll. The players that are going to be on the sideline, the players that are going to be contributing to the Jayhawks' victory this weekend. It's the next man up mentality. And that's real. And the Jayhawks are ready to roll with that attitude heading into the 2022 season. Next man up, just like Kobe Baines coming in from Louisville, getting that transfer request, immediately eligible. They're going to have more next men up than ever under Lance Leipold. I know it's only been a year, but hey, they're getting into it. They've got plenty of depth all over the field with the veteran offensive line, one of the best running back groups in the Big 12. This Jayhawks team um, is going to be ready to roll in 2022 just another piece of the puzzle as they're going forward so let's get to the game 7 p.m friday night under the lights tennessee tech versus kansas oh so it's ku is a 27.5 point favorite 20, what did i say that right yeah they're 27 and a half point favorite that's a better way to put it with an overhauled roster Another season with Leipold as head coach. The Jayhawks should be ready to roll out in week one against Tennessee Tech. And they have the veteran group of offensive line. I've said it all podcasts. I've said it all off season. They're going to be ready to roll. The Jayhawks running back group, one of the best in the Big 12, should ground and pound early and often in this game, especially against Tennessee Tech. They're going to be able to overpower them up front. The running backs, I think all the running backs should have a good game. It's going to be a good mix between all the guys. But I think that the Jayhawks should keep the ground game going early and often in this one. And then when you see fit, you've got Jalen Daniels back there ready to throw the ball when called upon. Get the play action going. Uh, The receiving group is a work in progress, but there is some cautious optimism surrounding this unproven group. So I think that the Jayhawks' offense is going to surprise some people in Week 1. Now, will they be able to hit that spread? Will they be able to win by 28 points? It's going to be up to the offensive line, and if they can get the running game going early. I think that they can do it, but it'll be something to watch, especially early in the first quarter to see what they're doing with their play calling. But the defense, I think, is going to be the Kansas strong suit all season. The defense is going to come out strong up front. They should be able to overmatch Tennessee Tech. They've got transfers littered all over the defense. Every step of the way, you've got your defensive linemen, linebackers, secondary. They've got new players all over the field. You might not recognize some of the names on the jerseys in week one, but you'll get to know them. You will get to know them as the season unfolds. You might not know them in week one against Tennessee Tech, but you know what? You're going to start hearing their names. When they go out there and have a dominant performance against Tennessee Tech, if you're watching it on ESPN Plus, or if you're out at the stadium, you'll hear their names called over the loudspeakers there. But if you're watching it on TV, you'll hear some names. You won't recognize them, but you're going to get to know them. Week two, when they go to West Virginia, when they're going to be featured on tele- on national television, you're going to start to hear some of these names. You're going to see them. You're going to be seeing all these guys running around, getting sacks, getting interceptions. You're going to get to know them. New faces at every level. But... It should give them an edge this season. Helping them build a strong unit as the season progresses. It's a good thing they have Tennessee Tech in week one. I'm not going to lie. It'll help them get that cohesion of a unit together. It'll help them grow as as a unit, as a defensive unit. And as the season progresses, they're just going to get better and better. And they have guys at every level that can get after it. So, in week one, this is what it comes down to. Give me Kansas all day long. Kansas is going to win this one. There is no doubt about that. Kansas is going to be, from the gun, from the first kickoff, they are going to take it to Tennessee Tech. Offensively, defensively, special teams, they are going to dominate this game against an inferior Tennessee Tech opponent. And I think that Kansas is going to win this one, 42-14. I think that's a good number. It it beats the spread. It does, just barely. They're a 27.5-point favorite. So I have them winning by 28 points, 42-24 over Tennessee Tech. I think they have what it takes to go out there and dominate. You got Jalen Daniels in the offense. You've got everybody, all the new faces on defense. I don't think I need to list, go through and list all of them. But if you want to hear, here's, since I said you won't recognize the names, how about I give you some of those names? You've got Lonnie Phelps Jr., the defensive end, the transfer And he is projected to be the best pass rusher that the Kansas Jayhawks have on their roster. I'm expecting, I wouldn't say double-digit sacks from Lonnie Phelps Jr., but he's going to be up there. He's going to have an impressive season for the Kansas Jayhawks in this defense. So keep an eye out for Phelps Jr. That's going to be one of those names that you're going to hear a lot. Craig Young. The linebacker from Ohio State, transfer, he is going to help this new-look linebacking core immediately. He's going to rack up the tackles. He's going to be an impressive player from sideline to sideline. He can roam the field. He can do what he needs to do to make plays, and they're going to let him have at it. So Craig Young is a linebacker to keep your eye on, and then you've got some very interesting cornerback prospects that have just come in through the transfer portal. You've got Kalen Garvin. That's the guy who I'm going to be looking at for Michigan State. How is he going to come in? Is he going to be a starter right away? I think that he has what it takes, but that is a guy that I am going to be keeping an eye on in the secondary. Of course, you've also got um, McGarry, Monty McGarry, who's a transfer. He's a seventh-year guy from Utah State, he's projected to be coming off the bench, but he could still get in there and make some plays as well. That's another name, a new name that you might want to look out for. And then, of course, you've got your guys uh, from last year who uh, really played well. Kenny Logan Jr., of course, one of the best safeties in the Big 12. But lining up alongside him, you've got another transfer, Marvin Grant. Marvin Grant. Another name to look out for. Grant started every game for Purdue last year, and he is experienced. And that's a guy that you can get in there and play next to Kenny Logan and have a very solid secondary. And this defense, like I said, top to bottom, it might be overhauled, but they're going to be a lot better this year. And I'm very excited to see what they can do, along with another guy in the secondary that I, I feel like I should mention as well, a guy that you don't know yet that you're going to get to know, Jarrett Paul. He is one of those guys that can be a safety, a corner. He can be a hybrid guy. He came from Eastern Michigan. He also had a a season at Rutgers. And he is another guy to keep an eye on this season for the Kansas Jayhawks. So those are some names. I know earlier in the podcast I mentioned that you might not know everybody on the roster this year, but you're going to get to know them. So I wanted to give you some of those defensive guys to keep an eye on this year. I think Kansas is going to be really good on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm very excited to see where this team goes. Again, I've got the Kansas Jayhawks winning week one against Tennessee Tech, 42-14. to They're going to cover the spread and go on to Morgantown, West Virginia next week riding high. And looking for an upset. So I think that's going to about do it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what you're thinking. At Jayhawker Talker. At Mark the Overseer. And if you're in Kansas. Go ahead and place a bet on it. Because you know what? That's legal now as of September 1st. So get on it. Get in it. And bet with your Kansas Jayhawks. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. In affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Until next time. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk.